So you really have to know your hot spots and really keep moving it with the peel and know what's going on. Yes, sometimes, you know, you gotta watch on, on the bottom of the pizza because sometimes they, they cook first on the bottom and you gotta keep uh, cook the pizza on your peel for not let it burn on the bottom, you know? You gotta know everything when you use this oven. Growing up in Naples gives you an automatic advantage in the wood-fired pizza game. But unless your name is Sorbillo, Chances are you haven't heard of Nella Grassano, the pizzaiola and restaurateur, has been working the ovens in Chicago for more than 15 years. And her namesake on the University of Chicago campus is as good as anywhere in the country. It just doesn't have an address near the offices of one of our nation's primary food magazines. The story of one of the country's most underrated Neapolitan pizzerias, straight ahead. I need a deep dish sausage and a thin pepperoni for here. This is Pizza City, the podcast dedicated to the art, craft, and passion behind some of the world's greatest pizzas. I'm Steve Dolinsky, author of Pizza City USA and founder of Pizza City USA Tours in Chicago. And welcome to the show this week, everybody. Happy New Year. Great to have you along with us back uh, in a new year. We took an extra week off, so hopefully you got some time to recharge as well. Uh, I've still been eating a ton of pizzas. I just turned in this week my pizza book. Very excited about it, uh, The Ultimate Chicago Pizza Guide. The working subtitle is 75 Years of Thin Squares, Deep Slices, and a Pandemic-Fueled Third Wave. Uh, getting some interesting people to write parts of the forward for me. I'm going to have a beer, local beer pairing with local pizza section written by a really well-respected local beer writer. Uh, Birth of the Pizza Puff is from Chicago, gluten-free pizzas, and of course, 101 pizzerias. Uh, 50 of them, 51 of them, are new from the previous book. So coming out in September... We'll, we'll let you know about it. Don't worry about it. We'll give you plenty of notice to order your copy in advance. Okay, talking about um, Neapolitan pizza today, we, you know, first of all, we never have women on the show, and this is just a function of the industry, as you probably know. There just aren't a lot of women, um, minorities, people of color. It is definitely a, a, a white, male-dominated business, this pizza world. Uh Spend, you know, 10 minutes on the floor of the Pizza Expo in Vegas and you'll see what I'm talking about. But was so happy to finally get to sit down and talk to Nella Grassano. Nella's been in Chicago. She's been a fixture here for 15 years. She helped open Spockinopoly with um, Jonathan Goldsmith. Um, doesn't get a lot of credit for that, but uh, she moved on to work with Scott Harris uh, of the Mia Francesca fame. They had a, a pizza-driven restaurant in Lincoln Park for a while. And then she had her own place in Lincoln Park in a terrible location with zero foot traffic and then got recruited by the University of Chicago down in Hyde Park to come into a brand new building and basically build her fantasy uh, space, build a brand new oven. Uh, and she's done that several times. So she knew what she was talking about. She, she's from Naples. So this is part of her. This is her mother's milk. This is her inner DNA. Um, and, you know, the problem I have with being in the middle of the country and, I, I you know, I feel... The same thing like the folks at King Doe in Indianapolis. 
great pizza place. Gets very little credit for what they're doing because they're in Indianapolis. Um, a lot of places in Chicago, you know, unless you're at the Pizza Expo, unless you're going to New York to schmooze, you're you're getting bypassed by a lot of other folks. And so I just thought of this a couple weeks ago. I saw some listing in, I think it was PMQ Magazine. They had something about the 50 most influential people in the pizza world right now. Nobody from Chicago. Now, you know, say what you will, but come on, Jonathan Goldsmith, you're not going to say anything about him. He does all these educational courses and mentors people um, and is a big presence at the Pizza Expo. He's not in there. Mark Malnati, president of a 50-year-old deep dish institution. Um, anyway, I could bitch and moan about this all day long, but this is a perfect example of someone like Nella who, you know, by virtue of not being near the offices of a pizza magazine ma- magazine or uh Bon Appetit or Food and Wine just doesn't get as much coverage. And there there aren't any really Chicago-based correspondents or full-time bureaus here. The chances of someone like Nella getting noticed uh, just are few and far between. But not here on Pizza City. We make sure we cover everybody. Um, and if you, by the way, if you know of anybody out there that is deserving, let us know. Uh, now, granted, I need to actually be there in person to talk to them, um, to taste the pizza, so I know what I'm talking about and to see if it's something we want to feature. But, um, you know, I'm going on the road in the next couple of weeks. February, I'm going to be on the road um, hibernating for a little while in a warmer climate. But we're going to hit some places in Nashville along the way. Um, I probably will get some places in Florida as well. And I'm always looking for new places. So it doesn't have to be just Chicago or New York. Uh, but anyway, we sat down with Nella this week. Um, hopefully you can understand her through the accent and the masks, because it is always tricky in the masks and she's got a strong accent. But pay close attention. I'm turning the volume up for her for her to hear what she has to say. Um, and we, of course, started off this show as we do all shows, asking our guest about their first pizza memory. Was it a Neapolitan pizza? Yes, it was. I was like six years old when uh, my grandfather was making him pizza, uh, watching him. And then my father learned, we opened a pizzeria. I watched my father, he showed me everything. My father and my grandfather. I learned, I learned how to do the pizza with my heart because I really liked to do the pizza. Was this all in Naples? Yes, it was in Naples the first time. Then we go in Milan. And then after eight years, we go back in Naples. We open another pizzeria restaurant. But my understanding is Milan, being in the north, would probably not be a Neapolitan style. It would be more closer to Roman or more crispy pizza, like an Altaglia or a yes. Al Metro. Or was it a Neapolitan pizza up in Milan? No, it's Neapolitan pizza because that's what we do. Ma for the Milan, we do like a little more crunchy. When you watch the oven, the oven's not too high. A little pizza stay in the oven more, the pizza come more crunchy. But you grew up, like you said, your grandfather, your father were making yes. Neapolitan pizza. Did, so your grandfather had a restaurant? Yes, there were a restaurant uh, in, um, in Naples. Then decided to go to Milan because the, my grand-grandfather was in Milan. What was the name of the restaurant? Uh, Caretera. Now I got uh, like uh, uh, three cousins and two uncles. They got a pizzeria, a ristorante, everything in Milan. Now when people in your family line, when they decide I'm going to do Neapolitan pizza for my life's work, do they all feel like they have to abide by 
the rules in the AVPN. And they have like a 27-page rule book if you're going to make Neapolitan pizza. Is that what you believe in? I believe in this. My, whatever you go, you got to eat different, even here in Chicago, because you got to think about the temperature, the humidifier, everything, more salt, less yeast. The flowers got to be more protein. You got to think everything. If you want the pizza match, I don't say 100%, my Napolitano style. I mean, because it's cold here half yeah. the year. Cold, the hair is different, the water is different. And you got to change a little bit for all the rules. So is that why a lot of people in the Midwest don't try to get the AVPN certificate? There's only four in all of Chicagoland. Yes, because you cannot do it. I know, I, I read all, everything. It's, it's right. Everything is right if you do the pizza in Naples. If you do in Milan, if you do here in Chicago, in Florida, Florida, you got to put a ice in your water when you do the dough. It's everything different. Okay, so how did you get from Naples and Milan to Chicago? Uh, I was here on vacation because I got my hand here. I was, uh, my grandma called me, say, I want to go visit my daughter. Please come with me. I said, okay, grandma, let's go. I come visit my aunt here with my grandma. And then I meet my husband. And how long ago was this? Uh, 21 years ago. <laughs> I was supposed to stay one month. I prolonged. I stayed two months. Then my husband come in Italy. Then I come here. And then after two years, we marry. Do you think if you hadn't come to Chicago and met him, would you have just gone back to, to Naples and gone into the family business and had your own pizzeria there? I tried to. After five years, uh, we were there, here in Chicago. My husband, I said to my husband, please, let's go back. I miss my mom, I miss my dad, I miss all my family. And my husband said, okay, let's go. And then uh, he, he can, he can. I was happy, my he cannot stay there. For him to work, the money thing, the, the rules thing, it was so different. He said, no, I, I got to leave. I got to go back in, in Chicago. I love my husband. I said, okay, let's go back. And so then you connected with Jonathan Goldsmith at, uh, at Spacanopoli somehow? Mm, yes, I opened Spacanopoli for John Goldsmith. That was about 10, no, 15 no. years ago. It was 15 years ago. I remember because I... I Deliver my baby. I just have my baby. When he called me, he said, I got to open it, the pizzeria. Please come help me. I just, my daughter had like two months. It was 15 years ago. Yes. That must have felt good as, a, as, a, as an immigrant coming to Chicago, knowing so much about the Neapolitan way, mm -hmm. to meet someone like Jonathan, who was so committed to trying to replicate the Neapolitan way. That must have been a good uh, relationship. I don't know if I can say. He promised me a lot and then didn't go me. Oh, it didn't end well. Yes. Okay, so how long were you there? Two years. Okay, so then you left and then you opened your own place. When I left, I got another partnership with uh, Scott Harrison. From oh, Scott Harris, Mia Francesca, sure. Yes. Yeah, we opened up on uh, Clark Street. The same thing. People, one and one and one, and then. I, I left, and then I said to my husband, that's it. I got to open a pizzeria, I got to open for myself, no, no partner. Yeah, unfortunately, one of the things you learn in America is you've got to get a good attorney 
to do the paperwork before you go into business with someone, right? It was, the beginning I was here. I was just married like two years, three years. Right. I don't know how to speak good. I don't know how to understand good, you know? Right, so you opened up your place Nella in Lincoln Park. Mm -hmm. uh, how long ago was that? 10 years ago. Okay. And that was, again, you had the beehive oven. I mean, you were doing the traditional Neapolitan yes, again. Yes, I got my people from Naples. They come here, they build the oven. They build the oven there, then they build the oven here. Every time I move, I call them and they come here and they build my oven. So you've got this sort of Neapolitan uh, fraternity, sorority of people. Yes, yes. Because all my parents are from Italy, no, they use them. They make a oven for 100 years. The only thing here... You spend so much money for this oven, if you want to leave the oven, it can come with you. They got to stay right. here. Yeah, because they're yeah. so permanent. Hey, yeah. is, there a, is there a big difference in the personality, the culture of the Italians from the South versus the ones in the North? I mean, I'm, I'm guessing there was more poverty in the South and sort of more wealth in the North. But when you talk about Milan and Rome, oh, you know, Lombardy different. versus the Naples in the South. Yeah, it's different. It's a lot of different. Milan, the people, the taste is different. The, if you want to buy mozzarella, you got to ship everything and never fresh like in Naples, you know? The, the flower, the hair, you see, the water, it's the same, it's different food. That's why when you go there, a little bit you got to change. You cannot do the Napoletano 100%, okay? The people that are used to, you know? And now you went from Lincoln Park, which is sort of this yuppie, well-to-do, million-dollar home neighborhood yes. all the way to the south side here. We're in the University of Chicago campus, uh, right next to the, the big hospital here. The Obamas used to live a few blocks away. Mm -hmm. uh, what was it like coming down here? Lincoln Park, it was a beautiful community. My, the spot where I, I have the restaurant, it was a very hard location. Even now, they, they opened, they closed like a five restaurant. University of Chicago, they called me. I don't even know them. They called me, say, you know, we the first uh, camp to have the restaurant in a camp. You want we want you to open the. So the university was building this building, and they yes. recruited you as a tenant. Yes. Oh, that's very impressive. Yeah, yeah, I was very happy. Two years ago, almost three. All right. Well, listen, we're gonna take a quick break. When we come back, we're gonna talk specifically about your pizza. Uh, I want to learn more about your style, your technique, and your sourcing. Uh, then we're also going to preview some scenes from our next show coming up in two weeks. So stay with us. Finding the perfect ingredients for your pizza takes time. I've seen guys wrestle over everything from flour and tomatoes to sausage and pepperoni, and of course, cheese. Selecting a cheese that'll perform the way your pizzeria needs it to is of utmost importance. Baccio cheese is an exceptional Italian pizza cheese made with a secret, a kiss of buffalo milk. Made with high quality, grade A milk, it goes from cow to cheese in just 48 hours. It melts, reheats beautifully, and stretches to give you those insta-worthy cheese pulls. Ronnie Kashoba is the co-owner of Crushed Pizzeria on Chicago's north side. They use the diced whole milk cheese for easy measuring. And Baccio melts smoother, and it's like creamier. We're using whole milk just because of the flavor. We feel like it's a richer flavor. It doesn't burn as fast as some of the other cheeses. It doesn't brown, it stays creamy. It's a great cheese. And that pizza is delicious. I posted some beautiful cheese pulls on my Instagram, really nice crust. 
great balance, cheese doesn't burn either. It works like a charm every time. Baccio has just the right amount of creamy richness you'd find in the best Italian melting cheeses. They guarantee quality and offer cash back for every pound of cheese you buy with their Baccio Gold Club program. So here's the deal, pizza pros. Schedule a demo to try Baccio cheese today at no cost. Just go to BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA. That's BaccioCheese.com slash PizzaCityUSA to learn more about your new pizza cheese. Welcome back to the show. We are talking with Nella Grassano today, the matriarch, the namesake of Nella Pizza e Pasta here in Hyde Park on 55th Street, in case you're in the Hyde Park area. Now, I'm guessing a lot of people are going to be coming here in a couple of years when they build the Obama Library, because that's going to be close by Douglas Park. Um, that'll probably be a nice boost in the arm. And of course, post-COVID, that'll be great, too. I hope so. I hope so very much, because the COVID, they kill everybody. It's been really tough. Even, you know, yes. pizzerias have done really well uh-huh. in Chicago in general, but you and I know this, Neapolitan pizza does not travel really well. It, it tends to deteriorate pretty quickly out of the oven. Do you think that's one of the challenges of getting people to get delivery or takeout for Neapolitan-style pizza? Yes, it's very... I teach the people how to warm up the Neapolitan pizza. What do you teach them? What do you tell them? I tell them they got to put the oven 500 degrees, let it warm it up nice and hot, when the oven's very hot, you put the pizza like uh, one minute, it, that's it. You want a pizza stone in the oven? No. No stone? We, no. No, because uh, it's already going in the oven. The, you don't need a stone. Okay, so just preheat an yeah. oven 500 degrees, throw it in there on the rack. One minute, the pizza, it's like they just come out for the oven. Okay, so tell me about your pizza. I'm guessing, again, I don't know what you're doing back there, but I'm guessing Caputo Double Zero Flour. Right, you guess right. <laughs> okay, and then um, anything else about the, the dough? Is it pretty traditional? The pretty traditional, you know, the the Nap- real Napolitano dough. It's only water, yeast, sea salt, good flour, and that's it. Okay, so so far in this description, are you meeting the AVPN rules and regulations by just doing what you just described? Yes. Okay. Next thing is sauce. Now, again, my understanding is it has to be San Marzano's of a certain type from a certain place. They got to be good tomato. San Marzano is good. I mean, it could be Bianco di Napoli, which is Chris Bianco's tomatoes, but those wouldn't qualify for an AVPN. No, no. they got to be San Marzano for, they got to be good tomato. No salted, no, not too much acid. You know, I got the Fiamante, it's the best one. Next thing would be cheese. Uh, very important part of the pizza. Uh-huh. Is, I'm guessing it's not all bufala. No, it's uh, fior di latte. It's mozzarella, fior di latte, imported from Italy, like Belgioso, Galvani is good. Uh, There's a place now in Chicago of a Michigan Avenue called the Mozzarella Store. Yeah. They're making the mozzarella there, I no? I try, I don't like it at all. Sorry, I don't like it. All right, no, it's okay. <laughs> so you get fior di latte, okay. Yes. And that's imported. Mm-hmm. Okay, and then what about um, olive oil? Do you finish with olive oil? Yes, I got 100% Italia of olive oil for Barilla. It's very good oil. I use it even for the salad because it's very, very good. Other toppings. I know sometimes post-bake, you might finish it with a prosciutto. Mm-hmm, yeah. San Daniele, Parma. Di- Prosciutto di Parma. 
Uh, what about the temperature in the oven? Tell me about this oven. It's a beautiful red tile. Um, I'm guessing it comes from a Neapolitan uh, yes. producer. Uh-huh. They build everything when they come in with the seven different sand for the oven. The stone was from Italy. The cement was everything. They bring everything with them when they build the, the, the stove. And then they do the mosaic too. Do you have to use a certain type of wood to bake this? Yes. This is a uh, white White oak? Oak. Oak, yeah. Oak, yes. In Italy, we use a lot of cherry. My understanding, now, now you tell me if I'm wrong, but my understanding, of, the pizza is only in there for 90 seconds. It's quick. Yes. The wood doesn't impart any flavor that's going to significantly affect the flavor of the dough, like when you're doing slow barbecue, 15, 14 hours with brisket three hours with ribs, the wood really, the smoke really penetrates what you're eating. But with a wood fire this hot and this fast, do you think the wood makes any difference in terms of the flavor of the pizza? A little bit, not like uh, you, when you do the, the smoke, because this oven, when uh, it's on for one hour, uh, you keep put a uh, wood in there, they don't do smoke. They only uh, keep the oven uh, hot. The beginning, if you put a, uh, the pizza in the oven, the oven's cold, then you put the wood, the, the, the wood smoke, they give you more smoke flavor to the pizza, you know? But that's not something you're trying to do? No. Okay. No, so when you put the pizza in, about how hot is it in Fahrenheit? A 1,500 degrees. Yeah, that's, that's hot. It's very yeah. hot. So you really have to know your hot spots and really keep moving it with the peel and know what's going on. Yes. Sometimes, you know, you got to watch on, on the bottom of the pizza because sometimes they, they cook first on the bottom and you got to keep uh, cook the pizza on your peel for not let it burn on the bottom. You know, you got to know everything when you use this oven. Do you always dome the pie right before you take it out? A little bit. And that's when you lift it up to the top of the dome where, the, where it's hottest, right? Yes. And that kind of seals it? Yes. Yes. They seal the mozzarella, the pizza all together, tomato all together, yes. Now it's also dark. In, I've never seen a light on any of these ovens because, you know, there's the light from the fire. How can you actually see? You just keep pulling it out? Yes. Now, after all this work, all this research that goes into it, all the procuring of the ingredients, all of your skill as a pizzaiolo, pizzaiola, um, when you see someone take it to go and they eat it 10 minutes later, even though you told them how to reheat it, mm -hmm. doesn't a part of you inside die a little bit thinking that you'd rather have them eat it right here at the bar, right when it comes out of the oven? Yeah, 100%. I do the same thing. I bring a pizza home when the night, I, you know, for my daughter, I bring a pizza home. And when I warm up, it's good. It's more good when you eat it right yeah. away. Now, um, I'm sure you're familiar with Da Michele and uh, oh, Sorbillo. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, is that a kind of style of pizza you're trying to go for? Or is yes. that you do your own thing? Yes, ma, you can never have a day pizza here. They're known for, it's, it's quite, the cornicione is quite chewy, right? It's a bit thicker yeah. and it's quite blistered. Yeah. Is that what you want to do here? No, not really. I wanted to do regular uh, Napolitana pizza, really Napolitana pizza. The pizza's got a bit chewy, but even a little crunchy. It's now too soft. But knife and fork, not yes. hands. No. Americans have a hard time with that still, even though this has been around no, for a while? You know, the people learn a lot. Learn a lot how to eat the pizza, you know? 
But do you find yourself still educating people in Chicago? Like this is no, how this pizza is eaten? I started like 20 years ago here, you know. And the, the beginning, I got to explain every time. The people are eating pizza, and they call me and they say, you know, I don't want my pizza to go down. I want, to take, I want my pizza to be straight. They say, you know what, you can eat this pizza here. The Italian pizza is soft and mirror, you know? That is a big educational curve, right? Yes. You can't pick this up with one hand. No. It's going to be a little wet in the middle, but I'm sure you had lots of people telling you, I want this well done. I want it cooked more. Please send it back to the kitchen and cook it more. Mm, no, 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 hopefully. Oh. Because uh, I learned the pizza here. The people here like the pizza more cook. Uh, my pizza, I'll let it cook a little bit more. Not too much, but a little bit more. When you're not working the oven, I know before COVID you'd have other people here cooking uh -huh. for you. Do you feel like, though, it's hard to let that go as someone who has worked so long to develop this craft, to become an artisan of pizzaiola? Do you feel like it's difficult to give that up to somebody else to cook in your place when you know, are they going to have the same attention to detail, the same focus as you will? No. When I'm here, they got to do right because I teach them right. I, I'm lucky because I got my pizza guys. He's working with me like 12 years. So, I learn a lot. So they think like you? Yes, yes. Yeah, but, but it probably took you a while before you could step away from the oven and feel comfortable. Oh, yeah, like six, seven years. And my husband, I work for six, six, seven years every day, seven days, I'll say. And my husband start telling me, you gotta let it go, you gotta teach, you gotta believe in them. And then watching them, stay away from them, and they learn a lot. Well, that might even answer my next question. My last question for you is the same question we ask all of our guests at the end is knowing what you know now, which is really a lifetime of, of pizza, mm -hmm. what would you have told yourself, oh, I don't know, 10, 12 years ago, before you decided to open up your own place? What would you have told yourself to become successful in, in the pizza business? Pizza business, it's what I learned, baby, you know? It's the only thing I can do. I love it. In Italy, we say, if you cook, with your heart, everything's gotta be delicious. If you don't cook with your heart, it's gotta be, hmm, but non-delicious, you know? Yeah, those, those are some sage words of advice. Nella Grassano, uh, again, the owner, cook, pizza maker, pizzaiola here at Nella Pizza e Pasta on 55th Street in Hyde Park. Come see her when you're in Chicago next uh, for really one of the best Neapolitan pies you'll ever have. Nella, grazie. Grazie a te. <laughs> And a big thanks to Nella Grisano for taking some time to talk and wish her the best in Hyde Park. All right, coming up in two weeks, a trip to the Obama's favorite pizzeria on the south side of Chicago. Michelle Robinson grew up on it, and her family enjoyed it while living in Hyde Park. Chicago-style pizza is a thin, crispy crust, and I will argue that to my death. The owner of Italian Fiesta talks about what true Chicago-style pizza is. She should know. Her family's been making it for 70 years. Remember to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. And rate us, please. We'd love to know what you like or dislike about the program. 
We're at Pizza City USA on Instagram, and our website is pizzacityusa.com. You'll find tour information and a list of short pizza recaps in some other cities I've visited, uh, plus a backlog of all the podcasts. Um, Lots of information there, Vegas, L.A., and New York as well. Bureaucratic wrote and performed our theme song. And just a reminder, stay safe, everybody. I know there's a vaccine out there, but you still got to wear a mask. Keep your distancing. And please keep ordering pizzas. Support your favorites. Keep them afloat during the pandemic, all right? Thanks for listening, everybody. And here's wishing you an optimal bite ratio always. <laughs>